We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andres Hale, coming at you guys from Blue Wire Studios right here at the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Man, hopefully you guys all checked out our UFC show from earlier in the week. We have a giant pro wrestling show next week because it's WrestleMania week. At that time, we'll damn near know what the hell is happening with the bloodline. Raw will be behind us. That Raw is in Phoenix. This weekend, SmackDown is here in Vegas. in Vegas on the road to WrestleMania in Los Angeles next week. We'll be all up and down L.A., tons of different events. So if you see myself, you see the old man Andreas Hell, you buy him a shot before I got to buy him brunch. Maybe he'll forget. Nope. <laughs> that is the plan. If I can escape L.A. without buying brunch, I will be a happy man. In the meantime, today we are talking boxing because this weekend in Vegas... Caleb Plant, David Benavidez, super middleweight. Theoretically, it's number one contender shot to see who gets Canelo. Yeah, it'd be a title fight. Yeah, it'd, it'd be, and whatever. There's a million belts. I think Canelo vacates anyway, but we'll get to that. I'm not sure if either of these guys end up fighting Canelo, Caleb Plant, fight him again. But 
That is how it is laid out on paper. It's a pay-per-view for Showtime. We'll talk about that being, what, I think $59.99 for everyone to watch. Is it worth it? Are these guys big enough stars for that? How everything in the atmosphere here is in Vegas for that fight. Dre's has a decent lineup. So we can start. Dre's did not give them the ludicrous Nelly special. So it's... Who they got? I'll look it up right now. It's better than that. It's also... Oh, a Sweet 16. It's also Sweet 16 here That's in Vegas. Right yes. It's a lot of trouble to get into. Oh, a ton. A ton. So... Did anybody think, like, Sweet 16, SmackDown, Plant Benavidez are all the same weekend across the street from each other? Traffic's going to be hell. Where's... Pretty Where's sp- SmackDown? SmackDown's at MGM. And they took... It's the, the, the Plant Benavidez weigh-in is at Ka Theater because they're setting up for SmackDown. And they're turning it over in a day? Yep. The Plant Benavidez. In, oh, in I the, thought SmackDown was at T-Mobile. No. The games are T-Mobile. The games are at T-Mobile. So, yeah. So, you got... Yeah. So, the, the weigh-in is in Ka Theater, which I don't think for the life of me, I can't remember any fight having a weigh-in at Ka Theater. No, just UFC, right? I think like once or twice. Uh, yeah. There's been a time like I, I remember John Jones, Daniel Cormier was in like a conference room. Yes. There's like a billion things going on that week. So that's about close enough. But yeah, wrestling fans, boxing fans, college basketball fans, all in the city and it's completely chaotic. If you have a bracket in, in March Madness that's intact, please let me know. Nobody. I set my shit on fire at the day. The game two, Virginia lost. I was like, all right, that's the end. Zero brackets. ESPN.com are intact. Uh, we have Bia on Friday. All right. Um, Saturday, Meek Mill. Sunday, 2 Chains. All right. Well. Meek Mill, 2 Chains, ain't bad. Yeah. I, w- I wonder if Meek Mill will be at the fight. Probably. So, Ryan Garcia. Oh, they switched that all up. Oh, I see them. I see you, Dre's nightclub. What they doing? Because this was not the lineup. When Ryan Garcia was in tank, was rumored for the 14th or the 15th. Had a whole different lineup. We read it on the show once. Now that's Fabulous and Neo. <laughs> he brought Fabulous back. Fab and Neo are now the 14, 15. He's that like, was not the Ryan Garcia Tank Weekend lineup. Now Ryan Garcia and Tank um, is t- Lil Baby. See? Told you. Platinum. That's platinum status. <laughs> platinum card. And they haven't even announced Sunday yet. Be careful. It could be Drake. Nah, he's on, he's on, about to be on tour. You never know. Though. I mean, you know, it could be. I mean, it could be any of them. Anybody. But you got little baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gonna it. be little baby and friends. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You. Oh, they gonna turn that bitch out. Oh, after the fight, only if Tank wins. Yeah, no. If, <laughs> if Ryan wins, it's, it's a little Ooh, ugly. See, I, I've already pitched to Sport News. Like, I may be doing like the nightlife of Vegas that week. I don't know. I don't know if my heart can take it. Like, I don't I, know. Drew. <laughs> yeah, I might I might have to show up at the club and then leave just to like smell it. I'm out. All right, that's enough. I can't. I don't think I'll be in the club till after midnight. Some sporting news is uh, paying for some club festivities. Ain't do that. Oh come on, it's for a story. Tell them I mean, break the budget. The, I mean, they'll pay for me to get. I mean, I'll get in the club, but I ain't gonna get a table. You don't. You gotta let them know. It's really not clubbing in Vegas. Unless you get a table. Well, I ain't going to the club if it ain't no damn table. If they were like, yo, you go to the club and stand up, I'd be like, no, you go and stand up. I'm yeah. going home. Ah, yeah, whatever, wherever the after party is. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, little baby, platinum status. Yeah, that's, that's, that's big. They know what they're doing for that weekend. 
100%. So that's coming up. Tons of boxing to get to. Like I mentioned before, some rumblings, some reports. But now that you just reminded me with the, with the club nonsense, I'll be in Mexico here in a couple hours. And thinking about, like, clubs and everything else, what is your, your go-to club joint? Right now, and I know you're like an old man. But you Songs? in the club, yeah. Like you in the club and this comes on, and that's it, it's movie. Wow. I've been in the club with you. It's weird because we're going to Wally Mania next week. Yeah, no, that's different. No, um, that that's included. Like what can Mech spin? Like when Mecca's I mean if Mecca's you, set's incredible. If you personally. play public service announcement anywhere, or you to don't know day. anywhere, like if you I don't care if it were in the, like it's twenty years old. I don't care. <laughs> public service I, mean, you know, I love public service. If you play public service announcement anywhere, I'm losing my shit. I'm absolutely losing my shit. Um, and you don't know. Because you don't know makes me want to flip things over. And if you play Andy up too. Oh, my God. You're just... That's you the wrong. Tim's to the club. Yeah. Like, they'll Nike, be like, what happened Nike to your joint? Like, they'll just transform into Tim's, whatever's on my feet. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm robbing people. Um, other than that, I mean, then it gets like real, like my old Jamaican shit. If you play Murder, She oh. Wrote in the Club, it's a wrap. You play Man. Murder, She Wrote in the Club, good night. It's over. Any any of that shit. Any old school reggae, Ugh. fucking dance hall. You, you play, play any of that? You play Freaks. You play Murder. Dog, I promise the you. Freak. What? Listen, Murder, I was, Murder, She Wrote came on my iPhone while I was driving the other day, and I, play, I must have played that bitch like 40 times. I was like, oh, my God. Murder, She Wrote? And if, if you're too young to not know what Murder, She Wrote is, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. That you gotta, you gotta those, know a girl named Maxine. Come on, those were the days. Shout, shout out to Immaculate Conception in the Bronx for their high school dances <laughs> that I used to just sneak into. Going back home, all my friends went to the Catholic school of the block, Immaculate. And they that's where you know the little outfits every day and all this shit. But the school dances, the only time like you could really wear whatever you got at the crib. People going there flying. It was in the basement. Of the school, which is also obviously like a church on one side. And when I tell you, nothing there was God. <laughs> not not one thing going on there was was, was holy. So it was uh yeah, man, that was those were the dances. Shout out to all my Jamaican friends. Dude, who block was Jamaican? Murder she woke murder murder she wrote will have me sweating in the club. Oh, hands that, down. Like if you ain't never sweated in the club, you ain't never been in no real club. Bam. If you don't take your shirt off, bruh, have a white tank top. <laughs> have your shirt lifted over, over your head oh, by yeah. your shoulders? Yo, <laughs> over the shoulders, just in the front. Oh. And you ain't standing on the furniture? Oh, my God. What are you doing in life? Oh, yeah. Murder, she wrote. That, that song. That shit will have me roll one pant leg up on my jeans. Oh, yeah. Give me a beef patty while you're at it. Like, <laughs> it's going down. a perfect cuff. Oh, Mer- man. That's, yeah, that's clear, clear out all the liquor. I just want a cup of oxtail gravy. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Just the gravy. Yeah. You got, I'm sorry. Like, if, y'all, if you're too young to know about Murder, She Road, if you're too young to, to know about Freaks, if you're too... Oh, my God. Give me a glass of ting. Do the water dance. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, that between that and going to a go-go club, oh, that's the one thing at Morehouse... At Morehouse College, so when I got to Morehouse, because they used to play like West Coast and being in Vegas all the time. They never really played East Coast shit. I got to Morehouse and they play every coast. So you, they had a club that had different rooms based on the coast that you were from. They had a go-go room. 
And like the first time my boy, one of my boys was from DC, he was like, yo, let's go to the go-go room. I was like, I was ignorant at the time. So I was like, what? That banging pots and pans music? And he was like, yeah, come on. And I went in there. Boy, I sweated everything. I had my curl was just, it was just a wrap. Like, go-go. Man, the, oh. I've never been to a go-go party. Bruh. Percolator. Oh, that and Chicago house music. Like, I went to a Chicago house party. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's certain percolator. Time for the percolator. Oh, my fucking God. I, they, like, right now, I'm about to start sweating. <laughs> Yeah, you can't play nothing today, and I'll be like, yeah, but you play Murder, She Wrote, you play The Percolator, play You Don't Know. What else? Like, I've been to a joint where they play real Miami bass. Oh. Like, real Miami bass Did you play Luke Campbell's Scarred in the club in 2023? (laughs) Oh, oh, of course. Um, uh, Back that ass up. Oh, back that ass up. That's not even played in a club anymore. Like, uh... Everyone plays that at a wedding now. I know. Everybody hit the dance floor it, and they'll back up whatever they got. Yeah, it, it kind of sucks now because everybody expects it. Yeah. I always like those songs that you were like, where did that come? Like, because back in the day when Back That Ass Up used to come on because you didn't know when in the set it was going to get played and doom, 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 doom. And you'd be like, oh, everybody gasp. Everybody's ears perk up. Yeah, you, you sit up, you knock over drinks, whatever. And I mean, you know, in my day, like we used to dance at the club. Yep. It didn't matter. You just grab any chick that was anywhere. Let's go. Ah, it was like, it was, it was, it was madness. It was straight <laughs> up mad. When Back That Ass Up came on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fam. Like Miami base was, was crazy. I don't know. I moved out here when it like hyphy was a thing. Yeah. I wasn't. Hyphy. Those motherfuckers were crazy. They're, they're wild. Like, you talk about sweating. They yeah. have like full dance but, battle sweats. I know this sounds disrespectful, but it's like hyphy. I was like, I remember I went, I was at a club and they played hyphy and I was like, y'all just dance with each other. That ain't fun. Right? Like all the homies dancing with the homies. Yeah, yeah. But like me, you play reggae? No, yeah. You ain't, you ain't dancing no, with the homies. It's co-ed. Yeah, you're not doing the Pepsi with the homies. <laughs> it, it's going down. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, so that's, that's why it makes me think all these dances. Nah, so yeah, I'll, I'll tell you how Mexico goes. I don't know what they're going to play. If they play Jamaican music, it's going to be wild. And Anytime, by the way, anytime I'm in a club, a party, kick back by my damn self in a car. And everyone knows I'm not like the biggest fan. Anytime I hear Future March Madness, though, really, it's over. It's over. (laughs) So you will see some type of montage of clips from my my uh, bachelor party weekend, my first bachelor party weekend in Mexico themed to Future's March Madness, especially this time of the year. That shit, I I didn't get it. I still not the biggest future fan. It's that that song. Yeah, like it took LeBron wilding out for a second. And I was like, okay. Then my best friend Ray was like, nah, you're bugging. Like this is that shit. I was like, all right, let me listen to it. He's like, nah, you really got to listen to this. Like, put it on the car by yourself. I was like, all right. It was like I threw it on, and I was like, yo, this shit is dope. And then Chris Brown, the fucking front flip, on beat. I was like, yeah, man, this might be the greatest shit, greatest shit I ever heard. So, yeah, no, Future March Madness, it, it, it got me. But no, yeah, any type of Jamaican music, any type of old Spanish, like the inter-Caribbean in me. That's why I can't go to Jamaica. Because it'd be a month vacation. I'd be like, yo, how much Wi-Fi? Like, what? I'm working from here. Like, I, I ain't going back. Like, I'm working for here for a month. Dre, yeah, everybody here at Blue Wire, send me the link. I'm going to call in. You're going to see me with a 
with a whole plate of rice and peas and jerk chicken mid podcast. <laughs> I ain't coming back. LA has amazing Jamaican. I know. I was thinking about that. We got to go to a Jamaican. We do have to. I got a good one. You should buy it. Shout out to Marcus Vandenberg, where he used to live in Culver. His old crib is one right there. I've watched, uh, fun fact, I watched AJ Styles' WWE debut, Royal Rumble, with Marcus Vandenberg at his crib in Culver City, eating Jamaican food. Damn, that sounds like a hell of a time. Full, full circle. It was great. <laughs> it was sounds amazing. like a hell of a time. Yes. So, outside of that, I, I'll just be in Mexico drinking tequila, eating tacos this weekend. While boxing is on, I'll have it open on my laptop or on the television. They'll probably be watching. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let me ask you this. Because his dad seems to think he's a big deal in the community. I'm not sure. You think Mexican fans rally around David Benavides? Mm, that's a good question. I don't think so yet. I feel like he's getting there. Yeah. Right? I feel like by him taking the name the Mexican monster, like he's, he's staking his claim, his Mexican heritage. Um, I don't think he's quite there yet. It's going to take some, some time to serve Canelo from that spot. But th- if there was a weekend that would set it off, it would be this. Like this is the tipping point where he can be on that level, where he becomes must-see television for single to my, like he's told, like he told me, he's like, I want those holidays for me, but I have to win this fight. And that, you know, if Canelo wants to fight me for him, I'll do it. That's fair. <laughs> like, 26 years old. Like, he, he's ready. I, I don't know if he's that big of a deal in Mexico. Yeah. I guess if he didn't get stripped twice. Yeah, undefeated <laughs> weight management issues and cocaine. Yes. So, now that that seems to be behind him, I, I think you're right. I think he can grow that base. I'll be interested to see who at this resort, like, what they have popping. 
if I didn't feel the need to have my laptop out and possibly cover something, I would go into like the town and just see like if people are watching it at a bar. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll just see if they have it on. Um, because I, I want to see that like that vibe around, especially with Canelo a month out. Yeah. yeah. Month and a half taking the fight to um, Mexico for the first time in forever. I just want to see because David Benavidez's dad is like, regardless of the winner of this fight, he doesn't feel like Canelo fight either. With Caleb Plants, it's like, I've kind of done that. But he's definitely not fighting Caleb. Yeah, and then... Benavides is tricky. Benavides is like, if you're Canelo, you're fighting John Ryder, and everybody thinks you're going to win. Obviously, you're targeting Naval because you want that you want that get back. That's what Canelo wants. And then he's considering light heavyweight. I was talking to Dave Benavides. like, I'll follow him there. He's like, I'm big enough. And I'll, he's like, if he fights one, I'll fight the other. <laughs> Like, Dev Benavides is nuts, right? But he's nuts in a good way. Like, he's, he's like, I don't need no tune-ups. I'll fight him. I'll fight Bitterbiev. I'll fight Bivar. I don't care. I'll fight any of them. If, but I want Canelo. He thinks he could beat Canelo, which is a whole other conversation entirely. But the plant ship is sailed. I don't care what Caleb does. If Caleb were to beat Benavides, it'd be more reason for Canelo to vacate. Because he's not going to be interested in that. that like, because he'll be the number one mandatory to the WBC super middleweight title. Canelo's fighting this summer... The, them sanctioning bodies is going to be on his ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, WBC hasn't mandated him to fight anyone yet. They haven't. It's been two and a half years. They haven't yet, but I have a feeling. But in Canelo's mind, yeah, I already got these. I need that one. Yeah. So he'll end up fighting Bavall. But if Benavidez wins, I'm curious. Because if, let's just say David Benavidez hypothetically beats Caleb worse than Canelo did. Let's just say he beats him in the dust in like three rounds. And then Benavidez calls him out. Benavidez says, Mexican Independence Day weekend in Vegas. He's challenging your pride, right? Like he's challenging. Sooner or later, you can't. You can't run from at a certain no. point. Like Mexican fans would be like, "Yeah, Canelo, what you gonna do?" And Canelo's like, "Fuck, man, I gotta fight this guy." Yeah, and Canelo is keenly aware of perception. Of oh yeah, hundred percent. And he doesn't really shy away from that. No, he, he hears the chirping, uses it to fuel him, kind of like a rematch. With Dimitri for the belts. It's just like, well, okay, now people think I can't beat him. I right. think it's an off night. Let's go. I'm, I'm not just going to prove him wrong. I'm going to prove all of y'all wrong. That, like, chip on his shoulder will yeah. use. But I think the Benavidez, yeah, call out, like, why are you avoiding him? For so long, he said he wouldn't fight another Mexican. Yep. And it's just like, why? It, that, and that's the question. Like, Benavidez would be like, I'm your mandatory. And, you know, Jose Benavidez Sr. is going to say some wild recklessness. That's why Mexico don't even fucking like you. Like, he'll just say some dumb shit to get under his skin. But then somebody will ask that question. Well, he is the number one guy. And I've said, I've said for several years now, he's got a style that might be difficult for Canelo. Yeah, and that's before we saw the Bivol fight. Right, like, and Bivol's very technically sound, which makes him different. Benavidez is just high pressure all the time. It, it could be a fight where Canelo could potch out his way to victory, right? Like, if he... Lateral movement, circle away. He could win that fight. I don't know how good Canelo's wheels are these days. He's getting older. But it's a fight that I think Mexican fans would be like, yeah, like, you have to fight him. We're interested in that fight. Because not only does that man want to fight you and take your belts, he wants to take the country from you. And the holidays. Oh, yeah, because you know he's fighting on the holiday. Yeah, like, he wants all of the smoke. So you might have to give it to him. Like, Bivol doesn't want any of that shit. Bivol's kind of like, I already beat you. I want better BF. Yep. I don't even want you. Like you come, and that's what fuels Canelo, but 
If, Bede, if, if Benavidez wins, oh, I, I would put all the pressure on Canelo. Every week, I'd be on Twitter. I'd do everything I possibly could to get a Canelo fight. Hey, champ. Yep. <laughs> I'd show, show up in Guadalajara. I'd oh. be at the Canelo Ryder fight. I have a front row ticket. You should. I mean, there's no way that he should be anywhere else if he wins this fight. I would, I would chase Canelo everywhere. Do every Canelo interview, everything, because everything. Yeah. And I understand Canelo a lot. Is he always like taunts people? We were like, oh, you're just trying to like build this fight off my name and all this shit. But this is different than Boo Boo when he did. No, this is the number one guy who's undefeated, who is mowing everybody down, which is like a bigger, rangier, younger version of Gennady Golovkin, right? Yeah. And throws more punches. And they trained together. They did. For I, a reason. I've he, talked about Benavides for years. Yes, I talked about, I've talked about Benavides on this show. Everywhere I've gone, ever since Abel Sanchez told me in 2013 that Gennady's sparring a kid. What are you talking about? Like this kid, his name is David Benavides. He's kind of chubby, but he's like, when that kid leans out, he's going to be a fucking monster. It's 10 years ago. That's when Benavides was 16. And he was like, Gennady's hitting him with everything. And the kid ain't going away. 16. Here he is now, 26. <laughs> and I was talking to Sean Porter. He was where I am at, and I was where you're at. And he's like, I don't know. He's picking plants or whatever. Yeah, of course. And I was like, I don't think so. He was like, well, David Benavidez has to show that he could take a punch. I was like, I think his chin might be better than his punching power. Yeah. I, the chin might be the best attribute he got. So the people who say that, Sean Porter included, they're, they're more so looking at Benavides' resume, right? Even though David Benavides fought uh, David Lemieux, who can crack, Lemieux had no shot. I mean, he was kind of shot heading into that fight. But they look at the people that he's fought, and they're like, oh, none of them can really punch, right? But if you're, you're sparring with these giants as a kid, you better have a chin. Yep. And, I mean, look, man. The Caleb Plant knockout of Anthony Durrell was the knockout of the year. Anthony Durrell is 38 years old and over the hill. Yeah, but he was coming off of one hell of a knockout. Yeah, but yeah, it's a big knockout, but I don't think he's doing that to David Benavidez. Plant was never known as a, a puncher. Now he's got Breadman in his corner who has taught him to sit on his punches a little bit more. So I expect Caleb to have more power. I've always thought Caleb had deceptive power. Like, who's the Kagi fight? Like, Michael Lee, who we dusted. But I think people underestimate his power, but I don't think David Benavidez is underestimating Caleb's power. And the problem is, I think it's more so not David Benavidez taking a punch. Can Caleb, punch, Caleb Plant hit David Benavidez hard enough for David Benavidez to respect the power? Because if he can't, and we just talked about this on the MMA show with Fazeev and Gaethje, when Raphael Fazeev hit Gaethje with these thunderous knees, and Gaethje was like, cool, let's go. And then you go, shit, that's all I got. If Caleb hits him with one of those shots and Dave was like, that's it? You're fucked. Yeah, because Caleb just got to hit him with enough of those to yeah. keep him off of him. But you got to, like, if you can't, we just saw this with Tim Zoo. We just saw, Tony Harrison had nothing for Tim Zoo. And as soon as Tim figured it out, Walked right through it. Ran him over. David Ben again, David is taller, longer, busier. He doesn't really get tired. He throws like 18 punch combinations. What was the last fight? He threw five uppercuts in a row. Yeah, and they it was all a 27 landed. punch combo. 
27 punches. Posted that to Reese. If you don't have the, like, if, if we're getting into, like, the eight, and David said this, like, subtly, he's like, Caleb gasses late. Caleb does gas late. He was like, Caleb got knocked out by Canelo late. But that wasn't the one he was looking at. He was looking at the Usakegi fight where Caleb won, but he was fading late. Granted, I think with Larry Wade and his team and Breadman, his conditioning will be better. But that suffocating pressure of somebody on you, eventually they're going to cut loose a 27-punch combination in the ninth, 10th round, and you can't get away from it. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen to Caleb. I, I've said this in multiple interviews and shows. Caleb Plant has to fight the perfect fight. He's not within outside of the realm of reason, but he has to fight a perfect fight. David Benavides does not. David, I fully expect David Benavides to lose like three of the first like six rounds. And it's close. And people are like, oh, it's a good fight. And then all of a sudden, he noticed Caleb slowing down. He starts going to his body and he just starts and the volume thumping. picks up. It's, an av- it's a snowball. It's a snowball rolling down a mountain. It just keeps getting bigger. And you're like, oh, shit, it's the 12th round. It's going to kill me. like people don't hit David Benavides. They don't. They think he's soft. And I mean, but it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. You drop your hands to hit somebody to the body. Three hit you in the face. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, he's, he's still punching. Like that was, if you watch people fight Benavides, I think the fun thing to watch is watch people think when the combination is done and they kind of like poke their head out. And it's like the bullets are still coming. Yep. And they're like, this is ridiculous. They all get overwhelmed by it. Caleb says he's not, but he's never dealt with this before. I mean, said last week, this is Margarito Cotto won without the loaded gloves, where Cotto's winning, he's ducking, he's getting under everything. Commentary, oh, Margarito's just chasing him. Oh, he's chasing him. He's not cutting off the ring. And by like round six, he hits one of them long shots when Cotto can't pull out fast enough, or he yep. can't circle off as fast as he was before. And then that punishment just mounts up, and then you're looking up in the ninth round, gasping for air, and, and his, him and his corner's like, that motherfucker's still coming. I think this could be bad enough to where Caleb's dad stops the fight. I think it could be a corner stoppage. That wouldn't be without reason. I mean, two of the last three David Benavidez fights, they're rough, man. I think we're a corner stoppage. He doesn't separate from your senses. He rearranges your face and your life. Yeah. And, and good corners know when their fighters, that's enough. He can't take it anymore. I think that's what might happen here. I, w- I would not be shocked. To see that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
real quick breaking news in the boxing thing. And we'll just talk about like a report. Steve Kim. Oh, Steve Kim. Yeah, fuck that guy. Tweeted but, out, whatever. just got off the horn with Igus Climus. He says that Usyk is moving off the Fury fight for April 29th. Will now pursue their mandatory obligations. No matter how much Usyk compromise, he was pushed for more. They hope to have him back in June and July. I don't know. I mean, it's one, I'm, I don't doubt Steve talked to him. I worked with Steve at ESPN at a point. He has people's phone numbers. But I, from what I've seen in this fight, it could just be more public posture. It could be. I, I think the date is not happening. We're a month from the 29th. It's yeah. not happening on the 29th. If it happens, it'll probably be early summer. Um, and, you know, Tyson Fury said he's in camp. He shut off social media. He's not answering his phone. Like, he's doing Tyson Fury things now. But the problem is the negotiation is still behind the scenes. And Alexander Usyk has basically agreed to everything. He wants yeah. to fight. So I can get to a point where it's like, yo, we're not fighting this guy. And at, at some point, you got to say enough of the acquiescing, right? Like, I've given you enough. If you're not going to take the fight, fuck it. I'm just going to move on. And then maybe Tyson Fury was like, he realizes or, or changes his mind. But right now, good for uh, Usyk. Move on. Find yeah, somebody else. I think when you do all those things in the posturing, I think Tyson Fury, who's gone into camp now, um, I think when you do all that and you get everything you want, you try to negotiate in public, it takes so much longer for the people on the back end to then try to clean up what you said and yeah. what he acquiesced to. It's like, yo, we got to rip up all this shit we were doing before, start it over. Like, there's a lot of lawyers, a lot of contracts. There's networking things. Like, it's going to be a pay-per-view. Yep. So not just here, but in the UK. So now what is that? Sky Sports? ESPN partner over there? Um, but Queensberry is now doing stuff. And then here it's ESPN, ESPN Plus. It, it's so much going on. So, yeah, it's, I don't think it's feasible for a month. It, I, I told you it wasn't feasible when it was sandwiched between two pay-per-views. Yeah, that's also tough. I was like, yo, they need room to breathe. Right. And now, I mean, it looks like Devin Haney and Lomachenko is pretty much signed, sealed, delivered from May 20th in Vegas. Seems, seems pretty right. Yep. And that's a pay per view. Devin's heading into camp. Yep. That's a pay per view. And you got Tank and Ryan. That's a pay per view. You got a UFC pay per view. Like, that's a pay per view. You kind of want to distance yourself because it's Tio like. Fimo is not a pay per view. Good. Um, it shouldn't be. <laughs> it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I, I, I think. If he wins this, then. Then he's back in the pay per view. Yeah. But this against Josh Taylor, it's a really good fight. Just like Fulton NY, which we'll talk about in a second. Yes. Um, that's a really good fight. Not a pay-per-view. After that, you could be a pay-per-view. But I think if you're Fury and if you're Tyson Fury, especially, like you, you want to sell. You don't want to get trapped and get outsold by two other fights. You fight in like June. All right. They kind of clear, right? It, fucking Canelo is a pay-per-view, even though I don't think anybody should buy it. Yeah. I'm ashamed yeah. of you, the zone, for making that a pay-per-view. <laughs> but I think they'll they'll revisit this, or Usyk will just move on. Joe Joyce is getting ready to fight uh, Big Bang Zhang. Yep. Uh, was that in a couple weeks? Yes, that's on ESPN. I forgot what date that. Was. Anthony Joshua fights Jermaine Franklin first day of WrestleMania, which means I will not be watching it. Um, but the heavyweight division is crowded. It's, there's a lot of names moving around, and if Usyk doesn't want to wait on fear, I don't blame him. It's like you can only do so much in public to where I'm just like, dude, we're not fighting because you keep playing. Yeah. I mean, sooner or later, and I'm, again, I'm not sure how much Tyson Fury needed this. I think boxing needs it more than Tyson Fury yeah. did because I feel like he's, he feels he's gotten a hold of all the belts already. 
Yeah, he's lineal champion. Yes, he he feels undisputed, even above lineal, because you could just be unified and be like, yeah. whatever. But he he's touched them all. He's never been beaten for them. He feels like he's had every title. But the last thing you want on your resume when you are trying to be the best or fighting for whatever he's fighting for at this point, outside of just money, is the guy acquiesced money. It's just, yeah, like you you have to then hear the chirps and you don't want to hear people saying you duck somebody. Yeah. Tyson Fury has been many things in his life. Accurately, for the most part. Never been accused of ducking. And I don't believe, it's not, he's not scared of him. He's just trying to take all the goddamn money. Like yeah. that's all Tyson Fury is doing. Uh, he's not scared of Usyk, but the problem is, is the public perception at a certain point, it looks like you're ducking. It looks like, it looks like you're finding every reason not to fight the guy. When it backfires and the guy is accepting everything, and you got to remember, it's not like we're talking about Usyk who's lost a fight. We're talking about the best pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world right now. Yep. That's basically saying, all right, Belly, you're greedy, but fine, 70-30, just so I can prove I can beat you. No matter what we think, as insiders, like, we know Tyson Fury is not scared. The general public, at a certain point, they go, are you scared of this man? Why won't you just fight him? <laughs> if you're that good, you think you're so much better than him, he was already undisputed as a cruiserweight. He's one belt away from heavyweight. He beat Anthony Joshua twice. Why won't you fight him? It doesn't make sense. And nobody cares about how much more money you want. Don't you have enough? Fight him. Figure it out. I feel like if public perception gets to that point, that's where it'd have to be. But they have a hard deadline for April 1st now. If the contract is not signed, it doesn't say that to fight on 29th. No. But a contract has to be signed for them to fight sometime or it's a wrap. And they both have mandatories and you got to go. Yeah, I, I think hopefully they'll get it done and fight early June. Be smart. June, July, way better weather Yeah, in London. Yeah, either that, I mean, because you don't, and I'm sure... Top rank. They don't want to deal with like two pay per views with with Haney and Lomachenko and having Fury and Usyk like right around that. So they want to create some distance between. And you could fight the week after Canelo because you don't really believe anybody's going to fight that. But then the week after that's Haney and Lomachenko. So yeah. I, I my prediction is early June with these two. Yeah, that'd be smart. I mean, they have Tiafimo June tenth in New York. Hop skipping a jump. Yep, from New York to go across the pond. So it's. Like June seventeenth, sure would, would be would be a great time to see a heavyweight undisputed fight. Sucks that it's not in April, but uh, doesn't suck that bad. It gives me a free weekend, much needed one after Tank and Ryan and before Canelo. So we'll see how all that plays out. You mentioned it, anyway. Damn it, anyway is supposed to fight um, Stephen Fulton for his two titles, and then anyway gets hurt and training. So the fight is just postponed. Fulton's like, calm down, people. Relax. We got a date. Still happening. But that's going to be June or July. Yeah, I know. We were going into a nice month of fights. Yep. Um, this one sucks because you don't want to wait. Fulton's ready. Like, this, he's, he's traveling overseas. Injuries happen. So it's too bad. But worse things have happened in boxing. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about before we get out of here, all this heavyweight talk, you know who's not fighting? Francis Ngannou. Not yet. He, but he's sitting there, right? Like Deontay Wilder tweeted out yesterday. Yeah, here it's time he, to get back to business. Yeah, I mean, it could be, right? Who else? 
That's what I'm saying. Like Francis Ngannou was like, hey, I'm in here with Tyson Fury. And yay. Hey, UFC, fuck off. And UFC is like, cool, we'll move on. Now Francis Ngannou is sitting at home. And he's like, oh, my God, I have no fights. None. He, I don't know who his representation is. But he got some bad advice. They thought he was a bigger star than he was. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, no, you're just the UFC heavyweight champion. Yeah. You knock people out, and that's great, and that's cute. You're not a superstar. No, nobody's, like, looking at you like Conor McGregor. No, like, once that yeah. belt came up off of you, you got nothing for Fury now. Yep. Like, you're going to be marketed as an ex-UFC champion, and the longer you don't fight, and there's no new highlights, you're not in the public eye, less and less you have to offer to someone boxing. Yep. You're already, like, 36, 37. 36, 37, 38. Him and Kamaru are around the same age. Yeah, you ain't young. No. You ain't a spring chicken. So it's one of those things where that was when keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah. But the rest of the heavyweight division seems to be shaking. Everybody else is moving. Everybody else is fighting. Frank Francis Ngannou just was waiting for him. Maybe he'll fight Andy Ruiz because Andy Ruiz ain't doing shit these ain't days. Ain't doing the damn thing. But obviously it looks like he's just waiting on Wilder. Okay. I, ho- I mean, I hope that's the fight that gets made. It makes the most sense. Yes, I just want Wilder and Joshua. I know. That's what or everybody Joe Joyce, because he's like waiting there and he's like trying to. And, you know, we're not going to talk about it next week because we're doing a WrestleMania episode. Um, but, yeah, Joshua's fighting Franklin. Joshua is like is not doing media. He's been like in a really shitty mood. And, and not the like. like In Houston? He, he's just, I'm focused on the fight. And it's a weird thing to say when you're fighting Jermaine Franklin. Right? I get it if you're fighting Tyson Fury. I'm focused on the fight. But Jermaine Franklin, <laughs> you have to win because now, <laughs> now everybody's talking about, oh, is Anthony Joshua overrated? I never thought he was overrated. I thought this dude fought everybody. Just some people are better than him. Shit happens. You got to be Jermaine Franklin. But I hope that he's not hearing that and it's affecting him. Because, yeah, you go out there and beat Jermaine Franklin, I'm like Deontay's like, come on, baby, let's do this. That's it. Let's make a bunch of money. And put pressure on everybody else because the winner of that fight is right back in the title picture. So we'll see. And then there's Joe Joyce and the juggernaut. I, I fully expect him to smoke Zang. And then. Yeah. 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 I mean, those opportunity. two big, meaty men. Yeah. Yeah. Meat. Only one of them might be bumping me that night. The other one <laughs> exactly. might get knocked out. But with Joyce, it's just like, yeah, you got to wait. His best option is Fury. Even better than Usyk because that matchup just stylistically. It's a weird matchup. But the juggernaut, yeah. Yeah. But like, him lumbering after Fury, dancing around. It's, it's a lot. It's always does Joseph Parker. Yeah, like that's, you try to make that like the, the Fury's version of Ali and Foreman. You just got this big ass dude just lumbering at you, just throwing haymakers. And Joe Joyce is very beatable. He's very touchable. But he just yeah. punches so hard and wears people down. And that chin. He's got a granite chin and Fury should want to test it. Yeah, so we'll see. There's a lot of moving shakers and heavyweight. Big baby back in the ring April 8th. He just won. That motherfucker fighting all the time. He's 23. Well, he has to. He ain't got nothing else to do. 23. That man is, soon as somebody vacates a belt. Yeah. He is snapping that up. And then heavyweight, he gets real fun when these young kids get into it. So, no, it's going to be a great weekend um, this weekend. We're really following all this boxing stuff, but we're going to be in tune and locked in to pro wrestling from here on out. Yep, sorry. If you listen to the show for Boxing MMA, next week is not your week. This is not, not your week, people. We'll be back the week after that to recap this, Anthony Joshua, 
everything else going on. UFC will be preparing for a pay-per-view by the time we come back with some UFC shows. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a barrage of pro wrestling on the Corner Podcast. This is WrestleMania season. It's always a blast. Again, catch us in L.A. Wale Mania. Make sure you guys check out, support the homies. There's GCW, the collective shows, all that stuff going on. Of course, WrestleMania Night 1 and 2 as well. If you're out there, let us know. Hit us up. I'll be at all the shows and buying this man brunch at some point in time. See ya. <laughs> in the meantime, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram, at Corner Pod on, oh, at Corner Pod on TikTok. Follow us on YouTube, The Corner Podcast, as well. Follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hell on all platforms. Shout out to producer Cole, Bay Bay, busiest man right now in media, especially with WrestleMania week coming up. We're going to try to get him in with us at least for a couple minutes, 15, 20 minutes next week. We need all his predictions. What would it be? I know. Right? A preview show without producer Cole, Bay Bay. So try to get him here next week as well. Pry him away from his, his bat cave of a million computers editing over there. So we'll make that happen. Thank you all. Till next week, it's Mania, baby. We're out. Peace.